Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Harley Street Health podcast. Plan here is to discuss topics with, with experts, health experts. And the first person we've got with us today is um, Dr. Reginald Liu, who's a senior consultant in the Harley Street Heart and Vascular Center, a specialist in uh, heart arrhythmias. And today we're going to talk about palpitations. So Reg, do you want to just tell us a little bit about your background and, and your experience in dealing with arrhythmias? Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Mike. So I'm a, I'm a consultant cardiologist. Um, I trained and practiced in the UK for, for many years before moving to Singapore uh, about 12 years ago. And I've, I've worked at the major teaching hospitals in London and also at National Heart Centre in Singapore before coming out into private practice. So my area of expertise is heart rhythm disorders. I look after patients with palpitations with different types of heart rhythm problems. It's a, it's a subspecialty area of cardiology, and actually a lot of people do have palpitations of heart rhythm problems that need specialized treatments or investigations. So this is an area that I'm particularly um, experienced and interested in. So Reg, what, what are palpitations? Can you describe it? What, what, what can people expect to feel if they're having a palpitation? Sure, yeah. So palpitations are when people have an abnormal awareness of the heartbeat. Now usually we, we our, our heartbeats about 60 to 70 times a minute, you know, 24 hours a day. And most of the time we don't feel the heartbeat unless we're really vigorously exercising or, or very stressed. But when people get palpitations, often they feel the heartbeat. They may feel uncomfortable or they may feel skip beats or, or faster heartbeats than usual. And um, this is considered abnormal because they, 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 they feel unpleasant sensation of the heartbeat. Yeah. What's, what's the most common cause? I mean, what's the actual What's actually happening when someone has a palpitation? What's usually the, the cause behind it? Is it dangerous? Yeah, so it's very variable. You know, by and large, the, the danger or the type of palpitations really depends on the profile of the person. So very often I see two, two extreme groups of people, those young, fit, that may be working in busy, stressful jobs and, and, and not having a particularly healthy lifestyle because they don't have time to sleep well or eat well or they might drink too much alcohol. So these people may get benign palpitations, extra heartbeats, but otherwise it's not dangerous. They just may need to improve the lifestyle to, to, to reduce the, the sensation. But on the other extreme, we do have patients who have heart conditions um, that can increase the risk of more dangerous palpitations. So patients who are older, uh, above the age of 60, for example, or who have other heart problems like high blood pressure or previous heart attacks, if they get palpitations, then it may be more dangerous. They may have a true uh, abnormal rhythm called cardiac arrhythmia, and these may need further investigation and treatments. Okay, I mean, I, so I get, I get palpitations now and again, but what, what, how would I know um, that it was bad enough that I should seek some help, that I should be worried about it? What are the key things for me to, to seek help? Yeah, I would say one could look at both the symptoms and the profile of the person. So uh, you know, palpitations are quite common and, and most of the time, as I, as I mentioned, it's not dangerous, but uh, slightly more worrying symptoms will be if you have very, very frequent palpitations. So they occur, occur, occur quite often during the day or most days, or if they last for long periods of time. If they last for say 10 minutes, 20 minutes, or even longer, that is more significant and may be because of an online true arrhythmia. Other uh, dangerous things to look out for are if you're very dizzy or about to black out, or if you actually lose consciousness during the palpitations, that's potentially more dangerous. 
Um, and also, if you get palpitations or feel very uncomfortable when you exercise, that's considered a more dangerous type of uh, symptom. And the second thing to say, I would say, is, is again, the, the patient profile. If, if you're an older person or have other types of heart problems and get palpitations, then I would always suggest that it's best to get it checked out uh, right. just to make sure it's more dangerous. So if you've got other kind of more, you know, more serious problems in the heart and you have palpitations in addition to these problems, then it can be more, yes, more dangerous, more likely to be dangerous. Um, yeah. What about, um, so one of the questions I had recently actually from somebody was, um, the, the effect that coughing has on um, people that have kind of palpitations. They read something that said that when you have a palpitation, you should start coughing and the palpitation, palpitation will go away. Is there any evidence that that's actually correct? Yeah, I mean, that, there's, some, there's some science behind that because when you cough, you stimulate your, your vagal reflex and actually you can temporarily um, affect that part of the heart that, that affects um, the electricity conduction in the heart. So in some people, particularly if they have some arrhythmias like SVT or supraventricular tachycardia, if you cough, you can temporarily uh, break the rhythm, and, and in some people it might it might it might it might uh, get the rhythm back to normal. In other patients who have very slow heartbeats, when you cough, you can actually stimulate the heart to go a bit faster. So, so so in some situations, coughing may have an effect, but yeah, always. <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, I think something that's really increasingly common these days is uh, the use of smart watches. And yeah. you know, one of the commonest things we have pe people coming in, they say, look, I was out running and my, my heart rate suddenly jumped up to 150 or I've noticed my, my watch showing kind of heart rate of 100, 110. How accurate are these watches? Are they useful for diagnosing palpitations? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Increasingly, we are seeing more and more people who come to see the cardiologist with abnormal changes on the, on the watch or heart rates that appear higher than what they would expect for their own heart rate. And I would say by and large, it's, it's a useful thing because it gives the person a, a gauge of their natural heart rate and their, their normal rhythm. Um, but it may also produce a, a, a group of patients that aren't real patients, but they get concerned because of what they see on the watch. I would say the, the accuracy really depends on the, the watch and what you use it for. I mean, some people that just monitor the heart rates on the watch, um, it's accurate if you, if you have a quite a nice, um, strong pulse on the, on the heart, and the watch can actually measure your pulse quite clearly. Uh, but on the other hand, some people get palpitations or skip beats, and those watches can't actually accurately monitor or pick up the rhythm when it's slightly irregular or slightly out of the normal sync. Um, and in those cases, it may appear that the, the pulse is too slow because it can't, it can't pick up the skip beat, or yeah. it may be normally fast, but actually it may be artifact where it overinterprets the rhythm. So I would say that um, they're accurate to a certain extent, but it can over-diagnose uh, over problems. But there are a type, of, a type of watch where they actually pick up the rhythm, not just the heart rate, but the actual pattern of the heart rhythm. Uh, and in those watches that have been medically tested and, and, and tested against the conventional cardiac rhythm monitors, some of them have been quite accurate. And I would say they are useful for the group of patients that have very intermittent palpitations. But when they do have it, if they're wearing the watch, it might actually pick up a true, true arrhythmia. So, so there are good medical reasons to wear watches in certain individuals. Yeah, and obviously these are, the technology is going to get better and better over the next few years and we'll start to see even more accurate rhythm recognition. Um, 
So, when it, so if I've been diagnosed with palpitation, let's say I've got some of these extra beats or ectopics, what, what do we do about it? How, how, do you treat, how do you treat these? Yeah, so it's a good question. Practically, we would first of all, as a doctor, we would take a careful history and look at the patient's um, situation, the, their lifestyle and their social factors. And by and large, if, if the patient is, is otherwise fit and well, we would usually do a simple ECG first, and often we do a heart ultrasound scan just to be sure that the heart looks completely normal and that there's no underlying heart problem. Um, but in, in those cases, in someone who's fit and well with no underlying abnormality on the heart scan, we would often um, give general lifestyle advice. So if, if a person is, is taking too much alcohol would, or, or caffeine, we would ask them to reduce the intake. Um, if someone's leading very stressful jobs or not sleeping enough, uh, we would often try to advise them to take time out to relax, um, to have, try to get more sleep. And just sometimes you just step back from your work a bit, let the body reset itself and, and recover. You can find that the palpitations get improved. So, so not everybody needs medical treatments and sometimes simple measures may be enough. But in other people, despite all that, and in some people there, there is no obvious trigger or, or, or they have a very good and healthy lifestyle. Um, in those cases, um, if they are found to have a heart rhythm problem, um, sometimes we do need to start medicine just to help reduce the frequency of the symptoms and, and help ease the symptoms. Um, and if patients are found to have a particular type of arrhythmias that, that are a bit more dangerous or needs more specific treatments, sometimes we give more specific heart rhythm medicines. Um, and in, 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 in a minority of cases, um, we, we do a keyhole procedure called catheter ablation, whereby we actually put electrical wires from the blood vessels in the legs up to the heart. And we try to identify where these palpitations are coming from. And if we can find the exact spot, we can sometimes deliver a bit of energy just to destroy that tiny part of the heart muscle that's causing the palpitations. So this is a very specialized technique that we, we perform in some patients with, with particular types of palpitations. Out of interest, the, that, that ablation technique you're talking about, is it painful for the patient? Are they under an anesthetic or? Um, it's a good question. It, it sounds scary and it sounds, sounds yeah. quite frightening to people. Um, actually, it's, it's not painful. We, it's done with the patient semi-awake, so we give a bit of sedation so they feel relaxed but not fully asleep. And often we, we give lots of local anesthetic to the skin, to, to numb the skin. And then when things are inside the heart, when the wires are in the heart, they actually don't feel anything because there are no painful nerve endings in the heart as such. Um, they may feel faster heartbeats when we, when we speed up the heart or try to stimulate the palpitations, but actually the procedure by and large is not too painful. It's more scary because it's unknown, but yeah. it's not actually painful. Okay, so um, when people get palpitations, I guess the first step usually in diagnosis is to, to see Dr. Google and see what Dr. Google says about it. And actually when you Google palpitations, one of the things that come up, comes up a lot is supplements and taking magnesium supplements there's a lot of a lot of kind of doctors and naturopaths around that recommend magnesium supplementation is there any evidence that magnesium supplements actually help palpitations um and if they do how much should you take yeah that's a good good question I mean, certainly low magnesium levels and low potassium levels uh, can trigger and worsen palpitations and um, it therefore makes sense to try to make sure that one's potassium and magnesium levels are normal. Uh, 
the trouble with magnesium is that it's, it's quite hard to measure the true magnesium levels in the body. You know, we can measure that magnesium levels in the blood, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's the magnesium level in the tissue or the heart. Um, but certainly if the doctors measure magnesium level in the blood and it's low, then it, it makes sense to take magnesium supplements um, for medical reasons. Um, having said that, some people have normal magnesium levels in the blood um, and have palpitations and take magnesium uh, supplements anyway. And some patients have reported that they, they feel much better, that the palpitations yeah. have improved. And so I think there is some truth that magnesium levels, that magnesium supplements can help, but it's not been very strongly um, uh, tested scientifically. And I would say that it's worth, it's reasonable to take magnesium supplements to the uh, normal recommended dose, but not overdose because excessive magnesium levels can also be dangerous and ironically can also cause palpitations. Right. But the normal recommended dose of magnesium supplements for, for a man is about 400 milligrams, for a woman about 350 milligrams. So I would say that it's reasonable to take magnesium supplements if one wants to try to see if that helps the yeah. palpitations. It's not backed by any very strong scientific data. That is, that is un probably unlikely to do any harm, I think, taking a yeah. light dose of magnesium. Right. And um, now I think I think one of the most important things is obviously just is modifying the lifestyle because all of us have, have got something in our life usually that might be triggering these. And I guess one of the big ones is that people forget about is lack of sleep. Um, for me anyway, I'll, I'll, if I don't have enough sleep, I feel terrible the next day and I get palpitations. <laughs> But um, what's your, what's the best lifestyle advice with regards to sleep, diet, exercise? I mean, how much should we be doing? What's the kind of goals? Yeah, I would say that you know, lifestyle and exercise and sleep are extremely important and often underestimated, particularly in our busy schedules today and uh, the work environment that we, that we all live and work in. Um, by and large, I would, you know, the recommendation is to sleep about seven or eight hours a night. Try to get continuous sleep. Um, quality sleep um, and exercise about three times a week uh, at minimum uh, aiming for for about um, uh, 40 to 50 minutes each time to get your heart rate up to a good level so yeah. that you actually regulate the heart and keep your fit um, and also reduce your weight um, the, the other thing about sleep is that some people get a sleep condition called sleep apnea um, and, and it's actually often under recognized but it's quite common uh, particularly in people who are slightly overweight or, or who may store snore more than usual at night. Sometimes their partner may say that they, they hear they, they seem to stop breathing for a few seconds. These are all signs of potential sleep apnea. And the important thing is that these patients are assessed further because sleep apnea can affect lots of things in the body, including causing palpitations, but it can also increase risk of, of a high blood pressure and, a, and other types of heart disease. So it's very important to have that diagnosed, picked up and treated accordingly. So that's another important sleep issue that needs to be addressed. Yeah, um, certainly think excessive alcohol can, can worsen the quality of sleep and also increase the, the risk of sleep apnea. Um, but yeah, generally I would say that all of these are important factors and these lifestyle issues can be addressed and can be improved. Yeah, I mean sleep, in my own practice here is sleep apnea is a big problem. I think I read somewhere it was about a third of the population in Singapore have sleep apnea. And it can even happen in people that aren't overweight. So they may actually have a normal body mass index, but actually still have sleep apnea and be very heavy snorers. So it's definitely always worth, worth looking at. Um, so any, uh, any kind of final, cap things off now, any kind of final take home remarks about palpitations, Reg, or a quick summary? Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, I would say that palpitations are a very common symptom. 
Um, doesn't always mean that one has a serious heart problem and it could just be a sign of increased stress or, or, or poor sleep habit or excessive caffeine or alcohol. And I would say that um, you know, important things to watch out for are, are if the palpitations are prolonged or you start to feel dizzy or feel like you're about to black out, they could be more sinister signs. Or if there's anyone in your family who's died suddenly or unexpectedly, but particularly below the age of 40, um, you should have a medical checkup because sometimes there are some heart rhythm problems that can run in the family. Uh, if you're of the older age group, particularly above the age of 60, with other heart problems, such as previous heart attack or stroke or, or, or high blood pressure, um, and, and you have palpitations, then potentially it might be more dangerous. And I would strongly recommend further medical checkup in those cases. But there's a whole spectrum of type, different types of palpitations and different heart rhythm problems. And the best thing is that if, if in doubt, best to see your doctor to have initial assessments and a plan of action. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Good advice. Okay, well, thank you very much, Reg. It was a um, good first episode of the Harley Street Health uh, podcast. I really appreciate yeah. the, the time spent in palpitations today. Hopefully it's been helpful for the audience. Thank you. Great. Yeah, thanks very much.